0: part two of my Alaska series, I speak with Alden Morgan, who was technically my boss at Denali Cabins. We talk about what seasonal life is like, the good and the bad, but most importantly, how he ended up in Alaska because he wanted to pan for gold and fight bears. He knew he wouldn't have the opportunity forever, so he went to Alaska looking for adventure, but with no real expectations. He never thought he would have found love and a growing family. Listen to find out how he feels about regrets. Though he might be too much in his head, in the end, he'll even tell you. Without prompting from me, no matter the decisions you've made in the past, you're right where you're meant to be. A small side note. I hadn't spoken to Alden since we left Alaska except through Facebook Messenger. So I decided to video Skype with him and technically in an audio quality kind of way. Probably wasn't the best idea, but I hope you'll stick with us. Enjoy. Hi, Alden. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Hi, Kathleen.
0: (laughs) What are you doing right now?
1: I'm sitting in a car talking to you on Facetime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, good. And why are you in your car? Because you have a little one now. Is that right? And one on the way. Because my
1: three-year-old. Yep. Oh, my God. He's three? Right. Uh,
0: Holy crap. Sorry.
1: He's three. Yeah, no. No, that's how I feel every day. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and you have another taking one on nap the nap way. Right oh, he's taking a nap.
1: Yeah, so I'm trying to be quiet. So I came out to the car to, to hide from the noise. And yes, we have another one on the way. He's the next one's a boy as well, and he's due in uh, two months.
0: Oh my goodness! So let's. I want to back up <laughs> for a second. Um, we yeah. met in uh, Denali, Alaska, when we worked together in um, summer of two thousand fourteen. I guess technically yes. you were my boss, huh?
1: I'm everyone's boss.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we worked together, and you met Jen. We worked with Jen, obviously, I know Jen, and you guys met, but I want to talk about like, how did you end up in Alaska in the summer of 2014?
1: So my big joke for that is I watched way too much Jeremiah Johnson and Iron Will and uh, White Fang when I was a kid and read way too much Jack London. So I ended up thinking that I should pan for gold and fight a bear, and uh, (sighs) I found myself in nebraska for about three years working my way up a hotel franchise and uh, was a general manager and decided that i'm too young i'm not married uh i'm putting myself in a place where i'm not going to be able to do this forever so i decided to up and leave there and go to alaska and fight the bear and pan for gold i got one of those accomplished i didn't actually fight a bear
0: did you see a bear when we were up there did you see bear not the
1: first season oh no the second season when i was in the backcountry yeah Saw him all the time.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So, how did you find that job? How did you like when when you said I'm going to Alaska? I mean, was that the only place you wanted to go, or did you look at a different couple places?
1: No. Yeah, I I applied for all over Alaska. Um, I was in Nebraska and enjoying what I was doing in Nebraska, but it didn't work out to where I wanted it to be. And I was not enjoying hotel life the way I thought I would. Not that I ever thought I would. And uh, so I put in a whole bunch of applications for Alaska. And at the time I was making about 50 grand a year, less than that, but with benefit or bonuses. Sure. About 50 grand a year in Lincoln, which is decent pay. And uh, I applied for like $9 an hour for desk jobs up in Alaska because That's how much I wanted to go to Alaska. And there's no point in my life where I thought I had the chance to just up and leave and go see the world. Um, Ultimately, I wanted to see everything. But referring back to all my pop culture references before, I I thought Alaska was the first place to start. So that's how I ended up there. I applied for a front desk job and I don't even remember her name. Patricia something interviewed me, the HR person there for that job. And she said, well, based on your resume, would you prefer to be a manager here? And I asked what the pay difference was, and then I said, yeah, sure. Not realizing that managers at those kind of resorts end up working like 20 hours a day pretty much the entire summer. So Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I still managed.
0: But you still what?
1: I still managed to have a lot of fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, What did you do? Uh, Did you pack up your apartment? I don't remember. Did you, or you got rid of your stuff or something to go to Alaska? So I haven't,
1: so I um, got divorced about, that was 2014, about four years before that. And I left all of my belongings pretty much to my ex-wife. And uh, I never recouped. I just kind of moved around with suitcases after that. Um, I had two roommates in Nebraska and they had all the furniture. All I had was a bed. So I gave my bed to one of my friends and packed up a couple boxes, a couple suitcases. And you never saw my room in Alaska, but it was essentially like three boxes I had mailed up there in a couple suitcases. And that was everything I owned except oh for my goodness. a couple Tupperware parents' house. Yeah. Yeah. I-, I didn't know if I was going to stay in Alaska. I had a friend uh, from high school that lived in Anchorage. And I. Before that job started, I went up and spent two weeks with her and her roommates, uh, so I had no idea where it was going to end up. I thought maybe I would stay in Anchorage after Alaska was done, so like everything I owned was in my little manager suite <laughs> <laughs> in Alaska. Manager suite it was filled with squirrels and mice. But... <laughs> yeah, but you had
0: your own bathroom, and that was like oh. plush where we were... <laughs> It was, it was fancy. It was fancy. So posh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so aside from, you know, you know, beating up bears, slaying bears, and panning for gold, what was your expectation of Alaska? I mean, you didn't really I, have one?
1: I didn't. I've been working in hotels since I was 19, 20 years old. And so uh, my degree is in marine biology. So I always liked outdoor stuff but in my jobs, I never got to do it. So I was hoping for just some more experience, you know, being out in the world, out in the nature of Alaska. <laughs> right, and more life I really, experience. I had no expectation. Of getting yeah, exactly. So many people get caught up in um, not one. So there's two people when you're in high school, there's two types of people, people that want to leave everything behind and burn the road or the people that think they'll never leave. And I sent, I felt like I was more around people that felt like they would never leave. Well, I could never leave Pensacola. I could never leave Port Walton Beach. I could never leave Lincoln, Nebraska. And, uh, like, there's so much of just the United States, not to mention the entire world, to see if I felt like I hadn't even started it. Um, Before I left Nebraska in Florida, me and my ex-wife got stuck in a rut of living in Florida forever. And uh, I never thought I was going to leave Florida. I had a lot of debt from the divorce and stuff. And then one night, I just was working at a hotel, and I hated it. And I had a friend that I was talking to on the phone that lived in California, and she said, come stay with me. And then my sister I was talking to lived in Nebraska, and she said, come stay with me. And so one night, I just had a bad day at work. I went home and booked a one-way ticket to California, and a month later, a one-way ticket from there to Lincoln and uh, Nebraska – and so, like, I just left Florida. I didn't like California. I was there for about a month, looked for jobs, stayed with them. Uh, I was not in a great area of California. I've been told now there's a lot of better areas. <laughs> Where
0: were you? Florida.
1: Oakland. Concord, right outside of Oakland. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. That's Northern California. That's right. too, a totally different place than Southern California.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Right. No, you have expertise. <laughs> I'm
0: just kidding.
1: Uh, <laughs> Uh, I didn't like that. So I went to Nebraska and then from Nebraska, that's where I worked my way up in that um, hotel company. But yeah, so I went to Alaska, not really having any expectations besides, okay, I left Florida to see the world and now I'm staring at cornfields. So (laughs) let's get out of Alaska for a little bit. And Alaska had been on my to-do list forever. Um, So I just went to Alaska.
0: Yeah. And it worked out for you. Yes. Yes. Yes, it did it did um aside from all the new friends that we both made and um the experiences you ended up with jen and a son and one on the way did you ever think in a million years that that would happen
1: alaska i uh kind of it's the joke you see everywhere it's oversaturated now but I, i went to alaska thinking like i'm definitely not gonna go after any women here because i need to figure out <laughs> what i'm doing and i don't want to settle down anywhere and then I, I me and jen didn't start dating till uh the end of august and then we kept it under wraps until the season was over and so i it was at the very end of alaska where i conceded to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow so i mean so how old are you now if i may ask if you don't mind telling 30. me how, how thirty
1: six at the end of thirty six in march
0: oh when's your birth oh I know when your birthday is never mind yours is near mine anyways um so you'll be thirty six <laughs> at the end of March, and from this point like what do you what do you think about life uh just in general like how life should be, or did you face any opposition from family or friends for the turn that you decided to take and just say screw it i'm leaving florida screw it i'm you know going to alaska did anybody give any opposition is there any kind of peer pressure that you may have experienced in doing those things
1: i have some friends that are kind of more sticklers thinking i should have kept riding them my way up i made pretty good money in nebraska but family-wise no my dad was in the air force for 21 years and then retired before I was born, and I still went to, like, five different schools, uh, not including the normal change from elementary to junior high. And stuff. like I, We lived all over uh, as a kid. I am just used to traveling. My dad was exciting that I was getting out and seeing the world. Um, so was everyone else in my family. No one I know was really um, opposed to it. I forgot the other part of the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get—I guess, guess—did life turn out the way you thought it would, or you know, did you which, you know, kind of like you know, what did you want to be when you grew up? How did you view life, and now how do you view it now?
1: When I was little, I wanted to be a veterinarian. That's why I got started in pre-professional biology. When I bombed uh, some early chemistry classes, I decided that I was never going to get into veterinary school. So I decided I would. Uh, specialize my biology degree into marine biology, and that's why I have a marine biology degree. Uh, at the end of my associate's degree, though, I had a professor make us all stand up and tell everyone what we want. Actually, it started before that, but this is the best story. That's the one I remember the best. Okay. Uh, he made us stand up and tell everybody what we wanted to be, and it was just, uh, I think it was American History too It was just some, you know, class everyone had to take, so there was no specialization in anything there. And I told everyone I wanted to be a bum in Alaska. And he said, well, you'll be a well-educated bum in Alaska. So <laughs> that's all. That was when I was like 19. So that's – uh, and then I didn't make it to Alaska till I was 31-ish, 32. So it was a long time in the
0: planning. Right. And then – so you spent summer 2014 and then you went back to Nebraska? I can't remember. And then you went back to Denali the next summer. What – what brought that on to go back?
1: So I didn't go back to Nebraska. Uh, before me and Jen started dating, her and John, uh, another guy we oh, were right. there, uh-huh. I had decided to move to California. And I had nothing lined up for after Alaska. So it was either crash at my sister's house until I figured out something, uh, not have a job lined up and just get a rental just so I have my own place, or I'd go at my parents house or find a friend to couch surf on uh so i had nothing set up and then john and jen asked if i wanted to go to california with them and uh at that point it was in south lake tahoe california right uh on the nevada border where carson city's right there and i got along with everybody at our property i think uh in alaska the first season and i want to say five people were from that area like four or five people so not only did I know John and Jen moving back there, but I knew uh, the executive food and beverage guy and uh, one of the waitresses and the expediter. I knew a bunch of people that were going to be in that area, and I thought, well, at least I have a network of people I can talk to. So I, I ended up going with them, and then me and Jen started dating and made it a super complicated move because we'd been dating for two weeks and decided <laughs> to move in together. Even though We had decided to move in together like a month before that, but,
0: and you were you you were working up there though, right, in Lake Tahoe?
1: Yeah, yeah. I worked at a hotel and at the ski resort at the same time. I was in the accounting department at a small uh, casino there, casino hotel, and then I was in the payroll department at Heavenly, the ski resort there.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm listening to you, and something comes to mind, and I, I think if somebody heard this, that they maybe be like, wow like he has no plan or he's flaky or he doesn't want to work, you know? I mean, I don't hear that. I don't feel that way because, you know, I I believe that there's more to life than the nine to five grind and, and, you know, working for the man, if you will. And I think when you have an opportunity, yeah, I hope, I mean, you hope what?
1: I hope that I don't put off that he doesn't want to
0: No, I know, I know, I know how hard of a work you are, and I'm just saying if somebody were to listen, how you were like, I didn't have a plan, and you know, I just wanted to, you know, I was going to stay with my sister or whatever, and I think that's kind of the position that, when after my surgery, maybe somebody thought that's what I look like because I I was laid off from my job, and then I that's why I went to Alaska and then you know i got sick and found myself in the emergency room as soon as i you know landed in the lower 48 so you know i wasn't working i didn't have any money coming in but unemployment and i think some people thought that i was you know being a bum because you know i had said at one point after my surgery i did say i i wanted to travel but it wasn't like i'm going to go backpacking through europe and be a bum and live off you know my unemployment it was hey, while I'm healing, I'm going to visit my friends that are in the area. And all the while, I'm looking right. for a job. You know what I mean? So I just think that, right. I don't know, maybe you don't have the same perception of the expectation that the society holds. It's like, oh, well, if you're not working 50 hours a week and making a big salary and, you know, hating your job, then you're not living the dream, right? <laughs> so. I think I think it well, takes courage to do what you've done, what you know, some of us have done just by like going against status quo. Well,
1: I'm not yeah. I, I think everything you've done takes courage, so let's put that first. But um and anyone that thought you were lazy or trying to milk the system or anything that hadn't never really spent time with you because when you were going through everything you were going through, you were still pulling forty hours a week. So I'll have arguments with them if they want to talk about it. (laughs) Um, uh, I did do, uh, in hotel management, if you you, you don't manage it properly and have have the right people underneath you, uh, a 40-hour week looks more like a 100-hour week. And I think I had a lot of problems pulling myself away from it. So I will never say I'm great at it. I think I'm pretty good and I know where I need to be to help out. uh, And I think I'm good at making people like me. So in hotels, I don't, and uh, putting together teams, making people work well together, but so in hotels, some of that stuff worked out for me, especially in seasonal outfits, but um, I don't think I'm really great at it because when I came back down to the lower 48 and said, I have a son now, I have to have a full-time job where I can sit here and we can buy a house eventually. I went back to work for more money than I left Nebraska for and uh, I was never able to reel it back um so my best weeks would be 55 hours my worst weeks would be 110 and you're not seeing your family and you don't enjoy life and when you don't enjoy life you're bringing that home so the time you do get to see your family you're not having fun with them you're sitting there moping on the couch and I try not to do that but I think I let that happen too much so in my understanding of life now is that I have to enjoy it it's not just for me and my personal well-being and all that stuff. I can feel good about making a big paycheck, uh, um, providing for my family. Uh, but when I enjoy what I'm doing and I can still bring home enough to survive on, um, I'm putting the joy into my kids and my kids don't have the stress that maybe other people have when they're watching their parents struggle for stuff and stress out about everything. And I really, I enjoy time more and my kids enjoy time more. And I don't know if that's a weird way to look at stuff, but that's the number one priority right now. So recently I've went back to working in biology. I'm working seasonally for the government right now, uh, doing biology work, but I spend 40 hours a week at digging holes and looking at plants and counting ducks. And then uh, I come home and pick up rocks and skulls when I'm out in the field and then I come home and share them with my son and then we play Legos and it's just a better work-life balance for me not that I hate hotels if any future employers listening to this I decided to go back (laughs) back I'm actually really excited about the whole concept of hospitality work so just just so they know that
0: sure well no I think that's what you said is key is that yeah we could you know Spend all this time at work and bring home a really great paycheck, but if you're not happy to be around and you're not, you know, bringing, I don't know, how do I say it? Um, you know, if you're not happy to be around, it affects you know those around you, your your partner, your kids, and then you're showing your kids that, or you know, teaching your kids. And I don't have kids, so I, you know, you could shoot me if you know I don't know what I'm talking about. But I just in in my over my lifetime, seeing people with kids, it's like, what are you really teaching your kids? You know, that whole do as I say, not as I do, but they really do watch what you do, right? And so if they see you working, you know, 50 hours a week and stressed out and miserable all the time, then they're going to grow up thinking that's what life is about. And I think it's important to instill your kids that, you know, life is to be enjoyed and to be happy and that you're happy and healthy, I think that's very important, and it's good that you realize that, especially now that you have kids.
1: Absolutely, I agree. So, there's ways more than one way to make money, and even though the apex of my income has always came in hotels, doesn't mean that making ten thousand dollars less a year and enjoying life isn't something I should be striving for instead. So,
0: right? No, you're right, and you know, and both you and Jen work. Um, She's the chef, and So you both, I imagine, make a decent income and you've got a skill, you're not, you know, you're marketable. And so, yeah, like you said, if you, if it means $10,000 less a year, you go without some extra, you know, disposable income, if you will, you're making it up by just spending quality time with your kids, right? Absolutely. And that stuff is priceless. You really can't put a, you can't really put a, yeah, a price tag on that, I think.
1: No. Everybody talks about uh, the blink of the eye. You know, you close your eyes once. They went down for a nap at three and then you wake up and they're 13.
0: Oh, my like, goodness.
1: In the last three years, I can't believe it's been three years. It's it's ridiculous. It I it feels like it's been maybe six months. I I, I can't even explain how fast it feels like it's going, so.
0: Yeah, and you treasure every moment that you can, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I mean, and not just every moment with your your child, but every moment of life, right? Spending yeah, with loved ones should. and being in joy and doing the things that you like.
1: Yes. Everyone should treasure every moment. It doesn't matter if you have kids or not. It just uh it took kids for me to put that in perspective, so.
0: Yeah. Well, good. Uh so what do you, what do you, what is your definition of, uh, no regrets?
1: Oh, I don't think no, re- I, I personally don't think, uh, I'm trying to phrase it the best possible way. No regrets is impossible in my life because I tend to overanalyze and retrothink everything that's happened to me in the past, uh, you know, cause I've vented to you. Probably when we first knew each other, <laughs> I would stand there and tell you about stuff that happened a long time ago that sure. had nothing to do with it going on now. Uh, but I do overanalyze things that have happened in the past, so I'll have regrets. But regrets don't define where you're. No, I take that back. Do, regrets do define where you're at right now. But if I hadn't made those regrets, I wouldn't be here right now with a family of four and a great dog, and uh, I, Jen. Jen had the exact same backstory as I did. She left a great paying personal chef job in Arizona to wind up in Alaska for not very much money. (laughs) Uh, Just to have the adventure of being in Alaska. And uh, we're we're like eight months apart. So we're the same age. We both quit good paying jobs, about the same amount of money, and ended up in Alaska for not very much money. Because uh, we just wanted the adventure of Alaska. So I met the perfect... I met someone that was in the exact same situation I was in. And, uh, if I had, if I could follow through on my regrets, the things I don't, I feel bad about doing, I wouldn't have ended up in the same spot. And if I wouldn't have ended up in the same spot, I wouldn't have her and the two kids, one on the way, one kid and, uh, the dog and everything else that's happened since then. So, um, put perspective. If I had to sum up everything, I just stammered around saying, uh, put perspective on where you've been because that's led you to where you are. So just appreciate where you've been, you know?
0: Right. But basically what you're saying is those regrets aren't necessarily a negative. They're a positive. Even though it hurt and you went through it, it did. It it led you to where you are today and you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just going to comment on, you know, I left a good paying job too. Well, I was laid off, but you know, I packed up my apartment. I was making 8 bucks an hour and it right. wasn't glamorous, you know? I, but again, we didn't go to Alaska for the money. We went to go to Alaska and even though people think some people think I was absolutely crazy. Some people are like, "You are not going to Alaska. You cannot handle the cold." I'm like, "I'm going. I know <laughs> I'm going." <laughs> so, you know, it's not about how much money you make, and it's about an experience that you're never going to get. And working in the hospitality industry and working at the front desk like we both did, or managing a property, we got a to do a lot of things that would cost people thousands of dollars, you know, taking uh, a flight tour of Denali, you know, going into the backcountry, ATVing. You went on numerous hikes. I mean, you did way more than I did. And, you you know, people save almost a lifetime to do the things that we did. And we met new people and the experience is just like priceless. And now when I talk about it, and I'm sure the same with you, some people are like, wow, you went to Alaska? (laughs) And I mean, just the other day I was talking to a coworker. I said "Some Oh, I was, um, yeah, I was, it was, I think the day that we were going to interview, like Thursday when I was going to talk to you. And I said, Oh I I know you, <laughs> you didn't blow me off. Um, life happens. Um and I said something and I said, Oh yeah, it's based on my book and and they were like, "What? You wrote a book?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then I was like, "I, you know, spent the summer in in Alaska." They're like, "What? You know, I think people, you know, perceive me as a certain way." And they're like, "What? <laughs> like, wow! I just, I had no idea." And it's, you know, now it's cool. But when you know you're doing it, people think you're crazy. Have you experienced that?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, the summer. Yeah, the what? first summer was uh, crazier, but the second summer. I got to do a lot more than I thought I would be able to, even though I worked probably more that second summer.
0: There's no way you were working towards the end, like almost 24 hours a day. Cause towards the end we were really yeah. short staffed and it was crazy.
1: Yeah. I think that property needed, I think we were supposed to start with 34 employees and, uh, that's to run the hotel, the restaurant and the bus tour, And, uh, I think, we ended up with 21 at oh my the end.
0: God. I didn't know we were short that much. I
1: think if I'm. remembering, Yeah, no, it was, it was short. And then of course the, uh, I, I, picked up more roles as the summer went on, as other people started fading out. Yes. And so that was crazy. No, the, in, um, the second season, me and Jen only got three days off that whole season. And, Two full days were us driving down to go to the doctor's appointment for Jen's pregnancy. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that oh was Oh my gosh. That was
1: uh, Yeah, it was uh, crazy.
0: So, so the back country just for the listeners in Denali is like what 92 miles? How far is it 90 something miles into the park? Right? And there's 92, no 92 you got it, right. Yeah, 92 miles. There's no Wi-Fi or there was But no self service, Uh, right?
1: No self service. There was Wi-Fi for employees, but it started off really bad at the beginning of the season, and then like a month before the season ended, uh, the company upgraded the self service or the Wi-Fi, so the employees had better Wi-Fi.
0: Wow. So I mean, and and, and... it was
1: very remote. It was it was five and a half hours. It was a five and a half hour drive to get to the closest gas station. So like that was the closest place to shop five and a half hours away.
0: Right, and you, and it's a essentially a one-way road, right, in and out, and it's a dirt road. Right. Sometimes it's narrow, right. and you can't really go like a normal personal vehicle, right? It's got to be a bus or some kind of like off-road vehicle, right? And it could take longer uh, if there's a no. moose in the road, right?
1: <laughs> yes, it could definitely take longer depending on the wildlife. Uh, The top speed was supposed to be 30 miles an hour on the straightaways, but people didn't obey that. And uh, it was one lane, but it was two ways. So, like, you're coming across a a cliff and you see a bus coming at you. So you have to pull and hug the inside of the cliff so the bus can pass you on the outside. Uh, It was an interesting road to drive on. And personal vehicles can ride on it. They have to have the permit. And at the end of the season, I don't know if they still do it, but they were doing it when I was up there. Uh, they do a lottery. The entire state does a lottery where you can pay to be part of the lottery and they allow 100, 200. I don't know what, I'm not going to pretend like I know the numbers, but they allow X number of cars to drive the road unrestricted. Um, they have to follow certain rules, but they get to drive their own vehicles out there. And it's pretty much just to see the wildlife. Uh, by the time the lottery goes, no one's at, there's three lodges at the end of the road. It, well, four lodges with the air taxi place uh, at the end of the road, and that's all that's there. And those are private; they're grandfathered in for the 99-year leases for uh, because it used to be a mining community in there. So when the government enclosed it into a national park, they had these privately owned properties that have now been sold hands, sold, and switched hands, and that's why they are lodges now. But uh, those are the only things there. And at that point, they're all locked up, so there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing down there, so people don't drive out there for fun. They're just or drive out there to go to a nightclub at the end of it. <laughs> right. They're just driving there to see if they can see wildlife. And, I mean, it's great because there's no hunting allowed, and you're 90 miles inside the park. So you will run across bear and caribou that don't flinch at you, and they just, like, stare while you are by because they've never had to worry about that kind of
0: thing. Right.
1: And the bear will be two feet from your car. It's, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. I thought for some reason, like place to
1: go if anybody has a chance.
0: Yeah, no, I tell everybody that really, you know, Alaska is expensive, but everybody should do it, go at least once, and it's worth every penny. And it's just, it feels to me, to me, it felt like a different country because yeah, it's so like you don't realize how far up it is, like how far north it is, and then it's just such this huge landmass. That you really, and everybody, you know, there's what? The population of the entire state is less than Los Angeles, I think. Or maybe the same as Los, yeah. Los Angeles. And, you know, people just have a different perspective Anchorage up is the,
1: Anchorage yeah. is what? Anchorage is the largest city, and I think they're like 300,000, maybe three hundred twenty-five, with all the rural areas around it. And then Fairbanks is the next largest city with 25,000. I think the entire state of Alaska is probably under 500,000.
0: Yeah, I mean, just yeah. Just over. Yeah, there's more people that's in a LA. Get, but... Yeah. There's more people in LA than that. So that's hilarious. Yeah. So it just felt like it, yeah. and people just have a different perspective of nature and the you know, the planet and all that stuff. And so you just really feel like you're in a different country and yeah, I think everybody should go experience it once. I mean, people travel all over the world to see the mountain, right? To see Denali.
1: Yeah. And do the seasonal thing, because then you get all the free perks that we, the fam tours that we, you brought up earlier. I, uh my first day off in Alaska, and I'm not going to use people's name, but the, uh, my, my boss's boss in uh the first season, he was there the second season too. Um, I was like, I'm going to take a day off because I've been working like two and a half, three weeks straight. And he said, you don't get to take a day off. It's seasonal work. Everybody works like this. So oh, my first really? half day off. Yeah. That was, that was towards the beginning. That's when. And I was told I wouldn't I shouldn't uh uh fraternize with the employees and all that kind of thing.
0: By the end, yeah. we're all so burnt out and so tired. I mean, I you know, and everybody's like, Screw it. <laughs> At this point, why are they gonna do us? We're the only ones here still working, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. And so my first day off, I'll finish that story first. Oh, my sure. first day off was uh I landed on a glacier. I took an air tour of Denali, and then we landed on a glacier. And uh, they gave me a fam tour, so I could uh, they, a familiar tour, a family tour. Uh, they give it to people that have a lot of contact with customers and stuff, uh, right. or tourism, so you can sell it for them.
0: Of course, yes.
1: Uh, so at the end, how much it cost? So I could, you know, relay that onto the customers. And it was like a eight hundred dollars plane ride yep. I just went on, and it was amazing. It was amazing, but $850 they had given me for free because I worked there. So And everyone did Husky Homestead. I don't yeah. know how much. Shout out to Jeff King. I don't know how much Jeff King lost on letting every employee that lived and worked in Glitter Gulch <laughs> go to Husky Homestead for free.
0: Yeah, but I, but, you know, honestly, I he probably didn't lose anything because that's why we went, right? Was yeah. to promote – and get people there and yeah i think i tipped my pilot for my air tour i mean we i didn't take the one where we landed on the glacier which was probably still a five or six hundred dollar tour i paid you know i tipped the pilot 50 bucks yeah i mean you can't you can't beat that and and i went ATVing, and you know looking back now i'm like holy crap i don't know how i did any of this but somehow i managed i survived it but yeah no and uh, that was the first time I had ever done seasonal work. And you come to find out that pe- that's what people do. they That's their career. They just move from area to area working the different seasons, which is kind of cool too, I thought.
1: Yeah, you were new to it just like I was that season. Didn't that blow your mind to meet people like Christy or Mark or uh, just, there's so many people out there that were just, this is their entire lives. They're in their forties and they've been doing this since they were in their twenties and they just travel around and have, amazing adventures and then go someplace else and have amazing adventures
0: yeah no i think, I think yeah. yeah and they do and you Blue can money. make good money up there right or seasonal you you know because you're not really paying i think we paid what 10 bucks a day for room and board or something i'm sure some places yeah. you don't have to pay for anything but if you don't have an apartment or a mortgage somewhere you're banking that right and you get to do right. all this cool stuff yeah,
1: so the back- yeah, the backcountry lodge is free to live at, free housing and food, because you
0: You're you so remote to
1: be so remote, you know. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, I thought that was really interesting. If it, do you think like just going back to like your first season in Alaska and say, you know, think the, if things didn't happen the way they did with Jen, do you think you would have been a serial seasoner, or do you think you would have just gone back hate- to life? Or is that hard to hard it to say what's going to happen? What would have happened?
1: It's hard to say what would have happened if I had met Um I hated it when I was first there because I walked in the room and everybody was. I had my own bathroom, so I can't complain. But it was also uh, the window had been left open for the entire winter, or fell down. They were installed upside down forty years ago before anybody we know ever had a touch on that property. But. They were installed upside down, so they fell down probably during an earthquake or a lot of wind or something. And so the squirrels had moved in, and uh, so there was just squirrel feces all over my room, and the voles were there. Everybody had problems with the voles. That was a bad season. Uh, they, the people that were there seasons before us said that there were a lot more predators around. The couple seasons before that, you would see a lot of weasels and, and uh, foxes and birds around, and we didn't have any of that our season, so the voles skyrocketed that year. And so they were just everywhere. I didn't get days off. I was three weeks in before I got a half a day off, two and a half weeks, whatever it was. And I was just like, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> like, I came to Alaska for and I'm working 12. And when I'm, to people that don't know me, uh, when I'm saying I worked without days off, I'm not saying I put in eight hours and then went to the bar afterwards or something. Like, I worked 12-hour days on a short day. Like, it wasn't... Right. And sometimes, especially later in the season, I would work – I'd get up to make sure the expediter was going at 5, 5.30 in the morning and make sure the bus tour got off fine, check on breakfast. And then the restaurant shut down at midnight, and I'm my manager that's on all day. And I should have – it's on me for not taking – uh, I would just be there for 20 hours. It was not the most fun. Uh, I, I didn't think I was going to go back. Then I met – I got to know everybody when I stopped paying attention to the no fraternization (laughs) rules. I got to know people. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: uh, I ended up liking everybody. And it's a lot like probably I'm not comparing us to military or anything. But I think it's probably like boot camp or maybe like summer camp for teenagers, kids. You're just you live with everybody. You work with everybody. Everything you do is with these people for so long that even when you don't like them, you just like them because you're gonna be around them every day anyway, and the bond that came out of that was kind of different. It was I've never experienced anything like that before. I've never been in the military and I never went to summer camp, but I feel like like that or dorm rooms when you're in college, or you're just forced to be around people and then you like them. You know, I don't know. I still keep in contact with you, obviously. I married or we're almost married. <laughs> I'm with Jen, and I still keep in contact with a bunch of people that we were with that season so yeah no
0: yeah Yeah. no i feel like we made some lifelong friends and that's a gift really you you know some people just don't get that lucky so Uh, i know that we kind of touched on what's that
1: Uh, i'm sorry
0: it's all right go ahead
1: i realized i didn't answer the question so the reason we went back the next year was because uh they called us and asked if I would be interested in being the general manager at another property, which was a more expensive property. So they were not only promoting me in status job title wise, but they were also putting me at one of their better properties. And so, which is more in line with what I wanted to do in Alaska. And then they knew me and Jen were a couple and they knew her background and capabilities. So they promoted her to the executive chef at that lodge as well. So we went back as a managing team, um, if JC had not been conceived that next summer, <laughs> um, we would have. Uh, we probably would have returned for at least one more year. We talked about it at the beginning of the summer before we knew he was in the picture, and we thought we would probably, even with all, as hard as it was, we thought staying with it for at least one more year to really um, feel like we had a grasp on it, so we could move on to the next thing, was probably in our cards. But it, like I told you, it was a five and a half hour drive to a gas station. It was a 12-hour drive to go to our doctor's appointment. New parents with a, you know, by that time, a three-month-old baby in Alaska would not have worked for us. No, be it 12 would not hours have. away from a doctor. Yeah, no. So it wasn't in our cards after we found out he was on his way. Right. In a great way.
0: Yes, of course. So my last question, and we'll wrap this up because I don't want to keep you much longer, but I know that, you know, we touched on it a little bit. You said, you know, in life you have some regrets because, you know, just past experience and, you know, overanalyzing, you probably wish you've done things different. But, I mean, aside from that, like, do you have any regrets as far as the way your life has turned out? Any decisions that you've made or, you know, just decisions that you've made that altered the, the path of your life. Do you have any of those type of regrets?
1: I, I mean, I go back to the normal regrets I have. Um, when I was 18, graduating high school, I had no plans, and my dad said, uh, become an LPN or a dental hygienist, go to school for one of those one-year-long degrees, and then you'll be able to support yourself while you figure out what you want to do with life. Sure. And I said, "Oh, Dad, I'm a nurse. I want to be a nurse. I, oh no, I don't want to do that." Kind of blew him off. Now I'm looking back like, man, if I could have made fifteen dollars, Northwest Florida doesn't make very much money. Like minimum wage back then was like six eighty-five or something, six thirty-five. And uh, in Northwest Florida, people made one or six thirty-five. You know, so if I would have made fifteen dollars an hour, fourteen dollars an hour as an LPN, I would have been able to like evaluate what i wanted with life and you know worked on that when i was 21 i almost joined the air force the placement services three times got wavered in for blood pressure and eyesight and then uh decided not to go in that and i kind of kicked myself about not doing that i would have seen the world made a steady paycheck had four more years to figure out my stuff I, I there's regrets. just marrying my ex-wife probably is a regret but if i hadn't been with her for nine years then Would I have the same choices that led me to Jen? I'll go back. If I'd been in the military, would I have ended up in Alaska that summer to meet Jen? Like, I I don't know. And I honestly, I love Jen, but I couldn't trade any of it for JC, my my son. So, no. Like, there's no regrets that I would change. Like, I have overthinking stuff. I can say, man, it would have been easier in life at that point. But if I had made those easier, smarter decisions back then... I wouldn't be here with a three-year-old that's probably screaming in the house right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is exactly where I needed to be. So
0: Um, I'm glad
1: I made all those mistakes.
0: Right, but they're not, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, but they're, in the end, they're not really mistakes, right?
1: No, no, they're not. Yeah, yeah. They're exactly where I need to
0: be. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know that it's, you know, With a three-year-old and one on the way and working and all that stuff. It's really hard, but I really appreciate you taking your time out to do this for me.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I've had a fun time. Hopefully I made sense and didn't ramble too much because I tend to do that sometimes.
0: (laughs) No, it was perfect. (laughs) Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Kathleen.